And I understand that there's no easy way to say, hey, I've been lying to you. Someone who you've put all this trust in, someone who you talk to who knows all these things about you, it's hard to say, listen, I've been 100% honest about everything but one thing. Um, and that is, this is not what I look like. Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Sanagato. I'm Greg Dyback. For anyone out there that would like to be a guest on our show, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our email is oplpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us your story and we'll get back to you. Yeah. Today, we're speaking with a woman who reached out with the subject line, I'm currently catfishing 20 plus men. That seems like a handful. But she wrote in the email that... I'm conventionally pretty. I have a boyfriend and a life that I think most people would want, but for some reason that really wasn't doing it for me. So we're going to chat with her today. We're going to understand why that wasn't doing it for her and uh, why she decided to catfish so many men at once. So we've got the guests on the line. Thanks so much for being on today. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah. So before we get into the catfishing specifically, can you just talk about that line from your email, what you meant that you have a life that you think most people would want, but it's not doing it for you? What does that mean exactly? Um, yeah. So, so like I said in the email, not in like a um, conceding kind of conceit, whatever way, I'm, I, I'm conventionally very pretty. Um, I get hit on often. I, I'm in grad school. Um, I have a boyfriend. I have a lot of friends. I have a great family. Um, so I don't think that I'm the exact type that you would imagine that would be doing this kind of thing. So, you know, if you have all those things going for you, why, you know, do you feel the need to sort of catfish people? And like, what do you exactly get out of that? So, I mean, if I were to ask myself that question, I think it comes down to, I feel like I need a lot of attention and I feel like I don't get that all the time. And it's not even just a matter of asking for it. I feel like my brain needs constant stimulation, something constantly going on. Um, so even when I'm busy doing something, I would like to constantly be on my phone, constantly talking to somebody, um, which kind of sounds insane, but that's the only thing that I can come up with that makes sense. Do you use your own photos? You said that you're conventionally pretty. Like, do you use your own photos or you use someone's, someone else's photos? So... When I started, um, very briefly, I used my own photos with a different name. Um, And that just kind of raised a lot of issues because my friends who were on the apps would be like, hey, someone's using your photo. And I'd be like, oh, damn. And then they would report the profile. Um, But I actually started using, this started all about a year and a half ago, but I started using um, someone that I know from online. I've never actually met her in person. I started using her photos because... Um, she lives very far away and there would be no chance of her or anyone else that she knows seeing those photos being used in my area. So you said in the beginning along the lines of being pretty that you do get hit on a lot. That feels like you get a lot of attention, but why do you feel like it's not enough attention? Because it's all very superficial. It's like if I go to the gym and someone starts hitting on me at the gym and tells me that I'm pretty, like, okay, yeah, thanks, whatever. Um, When I do this, it kind of fosters a relationship or a friendship, and it keeps, like, coming back. So there are some people that I text every single day, all day long. Um, That doesn't happen on the one-off time that I go to the gym and it happens. I'm assuming that nobody knows that you're doing this. 
you guys are the first and then all the other other people's lives listeners <laughs> wow and uh, wait how long have you been doing this a year and a half a year and a half that's right okay so uh you and you, you mentioned the apps like is this strictly on like you know hinge and tinder or whatever yeah, well, it started on Tinder, and then Tinder is kind of gross, which I'm assuming you all know. My end goal was certainly not, like, any kind of sexting or anything in that sense. It was more of just to get to talk to people. So I found that Bumble is, like, way better than Tinder, but I've met majority of these guys on Tinder rather than Bumble anyway. If it's not sexually charged, though, like, why not just forge friendships? Why not kind of go out of your way to try to have relationships with people that you can, you know, converse with or speak to daily? Like why go to the lengths of doing something that is, you know, using someone else's photo, misleading men, and then I'm assuming would hurt your boyfriend if he found out? Right. Of course. Um, I, I think what it comes down to is that obviously, pe- I mean, people in my circle, at least everyone's very busy um, and I can't constantly be bothering them to hang out, to text me, to FaceTime me, whatever it may be. Even though I'm busy myself, um, I have absolutely no qualms about constantly being in contact with somebody. But um, when you're out on those apps, you're on there for a reason. And it's because you're looking for something. And I think as everyone who's been on those apps organically knows, like nine times out of 10, when you're talking with somebody, it fails anyway. In the way that I look at it, uh, just because it failed romantically, uh, it doesn't mean that we can't continue to talk, continue to be friends, continue to be uh, supportive of each other. That's not something that I can kind of like go to the grocery store and find or go to the bar and find. Um, and this was kind of the best way to do that. And how so how far do these relationships go? I mean, it's been a year and a half. Have you talked to people for an extended right. period of time? And like, how close is it? Has any does any of these men feel like they're dating you? Right. So um I've I've always been very clear uh, with them from the beginning of that. Like, I don't really know if I should be on this app. I don't know if I if I feel like I should be doing this, um, which is partially true. Um, but I so I started. It was about April of 2022. Um, I, I think it was in June of 2022. I met someone that I still text every single day. <laughs> um, we've, we started talking in June of, of 2022 and there was, has not been a day since that we haven't talked to each other. We honestly, we talk on the phone pretty often. Um, obviously I use a different name and, and the relationship I would say is more of a very deep friendship. He's been very open about, he's very like basically in love with me. He, he does, say he loves me and I do love him back. Um, but he, I've been, like I said, very upfront in saying that this can't develop anything further. He was upfront about that? I was upfront about that. I, I've always said this can't develop into anything more than what we have here. And he's okay with that. Why? What I'm assuming he asked why, like, what would be the reason? Yeah. Well, so I, I've given various different reasons. Um, I've actually had, I mean, in my life there have been, different instances where things have happened to me um, that I have told them, like, this is one of the reasons why I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel like okay enough to be doing these things, which partially is true, partially is not true. Um, 
but I've always made sure I, I've never wanted to lead them on in the sense that they think, oh, maybe one day she'll come around. I've always been very straightforward with them to let them know like this cannot happen any further than what this is. He has to have a sense that something might happen though, right? Like, do you think he's holding out? Because if you're saying you're in love and he's in love and you're speaking every single day, he has to believe that also, there's a chance. There's a chance that he may think, you know, if this continues to progress, that eventually your walls will come down and whatever mm -hmm. you're dealing with. So I, it's possible. I don't know. It's, I mean, obviously I don't know your relationship with this person, but it's possible that maybe he feels like there is a light at the end of this tunnel. Right. And, and I'm, I'm sure that him or maybe some of the other ones do kind of feel that way. Um, but it's, it's not something as well that I brought up once and said, you know, never, it comes up fairly often where I will remind them like, Hey, like this can't happen. And it, it almost is like, sounds like a friends with benefits in a way where I just keep reminding them like the benefit of being in each other's lives is that we are not lonely. We get to talk all day long. Um, there is a little bit sometimes of a sexual element to that. Um, but I always make sure like, but this is going to be it. This is going to be it. This is going to be it. And I personally can't take responsibility for if they don't listen to my words. Obviously, I take responsibility for my actions and the things that I do. But if they don't um, take what I say as as the, you know, what I mean, then I, I can't do much about that. Okay. So... 20 plus men is a lot. So that's just one example. And the one example you already gave, you're talking to this guy every day on the phone yeah. through messages. Like logistically, how do you catfish this many people? And are you just telling the same story to everyone or are there certain things that you need to remember for each person? It's pretty easy. Um, I I use a lot of my real life. I mean, my I, I changed some of the names, um, obviously, that because I have a pretty, I mean, you've seen my name. It's pretty unique. It's not like a one-off. Um, so I've kind of changed my name around. And um, now, I mean, for most of these guys, minus the one, um, most of them one-off. Maybe I'll get a text like once a week, um, maybe a few times a week, just to check in, just to chat. Um, most of these relationships now are like really friendly like hey I miss talking to you can do you have some time can we talk today um and they will just vent about their lives we'll just kind of bs with each other um so it, it, it's fairly easy I guess to maintain and how is your relate how has this affected your actual relationship with your boyfriend well um I don't think it has affected it necessarily I think so, so this all had started mostly because um, I was in my senior year of college and I had two roommates and my boyfriend and my two roommates were never home. So I had no one to do anything with. And my boyfriend has a very demanding job. So he um, was also never around. He's pretty high up um, in what he does. So I had nobody. Um, you know, it, it just it started with that kind of loneliness factor. So, and he still has his demanding job. It's just now I don't feel abandoned or neglected because I have so many people to talk to all the time. Why stay in a relationship though, if it's not fulfilling your need for attention? I think 
<laughs> in all honesty, I don't know if anyone can fulfill my need for the attention. And it's not attention in the sense of like, I need all the spotlights on me. It's more of attention and like, I need someone who's going to ask me how my day is going and what are you doing? Oh, that's so interesting. And that's just not something that he can do um, because of his job. And in all other facets of our relationship, I'm extremely happy. It's just that like we don't see each other all that much. We don't get to talk to each other all that much. I think we can shoot a few texts between each other throughout the day. And I'm lucky if we get like a five minute FaceTime at the end of the day just to catch up and say goodnight. Yeah, I mean, I I totally understand that. And I know some people in, in relationships that are similar to that, where someone has a demanding job and it's like, you know, you don't see the person as much. Um, if you are sort of um, fully satisfied in every other facet of your relationship, then why the need for like, like, you know, like you were saying before, instead of seeking out sort of friendships with these people, it does tend to get sort of sexual sometimes. And then like, this is all predicated on, you know, these men like being attracted to you in some sort of way and keeping a relationship. But I think, you know, we can assume that these men would date you or would want to meet up with you and hook up, um, given the chance. So, you know, I mean, I feel like there are times where people go through bouts of loneliness in, in relationships and they find solace in talking to their friends or, you know, going out and doing stuff. Um, like that, but this feels like you're sort of seeking out a, a romantic part of that you're missing from your relationship. Is that accurate? Well, I, I mean, I don't necessarily think it's the romantic bit. I think naturally that part does kind of come out, but I think the part that I seek the most is just kind of companionship and someone to talk to. Like when when this had first started, the guy that I still talk to every day, we'd stay up on the phone until like five o'clock in the morning, just talking and, and, and getting to know each other. And that's um, something that I used to do with my boyfriend when we first started dating. And um, I think everybody has that instance in their relationship of that spark when you first start talking or that genuine interest you have in each other. And we've been together for about five years now. And that spark and genuine interest has fizzled and everyone says, well, why don't you just break up with him? Well, I do love him. I do care for him. We do still have fun with each other. It's just that that, um, that very beginning of, of interest and wanting to get to know each other is kind of gone. And I can find that with these people. And, and this, this guy that you've been talking to like for a year or so, uh, do you have any like interest in ever meeting them? Well, um, so, so three of these men I've actually seen in person, they just don't know that I have. Um, there was an instance where uh, I'm, I don't know who, who I was emailing with, but I know you saw my area code. So you do know I'm kind of near you guys, um, but there's a really big fair um, near me. And I had mentioned that I was going and they had taken it upon themselves to also say they wanted to go. And, um, I saw them, they made eye contact with me and they know me as a friend of the person that they talked to. Whoa. So yeah. Whoa. <laughs> um, I felt my heart kind of drop down into my stomach. I almost threw up and I freaked. I panicked. It was the craziest thing. Um, and that happened two more times with two other people. 
So these people aren't getting catfished by a complete stranger. They're actually getting catfished by someone they know. No, no, no. So, so I don't actually um, know these guys at all. What, what I have introduced my personal actual self as is the best friend of uh, the girl that they talk to. Has any of them approached you like, oh, hey. No. Okay. <laughs> no, thankfully. Um, the one guy, he, he actually obviously texted me and was like, I just saw your friend. Are you with her? Wow. Uh, I was like, oh, no, somewhere else. But um, a separate time. It was around Christmas, and I went to lunch with my parents, and um, afterwards we were going to go Christmas shopping, and I had mentioned it to one of the guys, and he said, oh, I'm going Christmas shopping too, and there's really one area <laughs> in in where I live to go shopping, so I offhandedly had asked, you know, where, where are you going, and he was going to the same store as me, so I was just like, all right, here we go. <laughs> this is like... I, when the serial killer like goes back to the scene <laughs> of the crime or like follows like the yeah. family of the victim that this is a whole new layer. Like you're actually, so you're seeing these people in person and they're seeing you and they have no idea well, that, that they're being catfished by you. The first one was intentional. The second one, not really as intentional. That one was more of panic because I could not just randomly tell my parents like, Hey, can we please leave TJ Maxx right now? <laughs> um, and then on a third occasion, um, I was actually getting a tattoo and um, I was laying on the table and I knew two of the guys were planning on being at this tattoo convention and I'm laying on the table and I look up and there is the guy, the same guy I saw at TJ Maxx is right above me watching me get tattooed, has zero idea who I am. Um, and a few hours into the tattoo later, um, I saw the other guy that I had been talking to kind of just whiz past me. He was late for getting his tattoo. Um, and neither of them had any idea. That sounds terrifying. Is of. that like thrilling for you, though, to no, be in that situation? No, it was terrifying. I don't know <laughs> if I terrifying. believe you, honestly. Yeah. I no, I, I was honestly sick to my stomach because, I mean, I have... I have tattoos that are like identifiers to me. Um, so it's pretty easy to like say I have a tattoo and then never show it in a picture. Um, <laughs> because obviously the girl whose photo I'm using doesn't have any tattoos. Um, but so I, you know, had to like cover up. I, I, you know, go, I go out in public. I still live here and I wear shorts. It's the summer and I have tattoos that these people know that I have. It's pretty scary. Wait, oh. wait, wait. You're showing your real tattoos as the oh, yeah. other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was going to ask, like, how do you keep this going if you don't have, like, a ton of photos or videos that you're sharing with these people? But you're, what are you doing? Showing, like, faceless photos of your actual body? Yeah, yeah. So I'll just send a picture and be like, look at the tattoo I got. Um, I've gotten multiple since then. I've gotten a little smarter as to not tell them. Um but um, now when I, like, send photos, I make sure she's wearing jeans or you can't see her legs or anything of, of that sort. Wow. So I feel wow, like, yeah. yeah, you're flying pretty close to the yeah. sun here. You're really yeah, combining your life with this person's life and becoming, like, one person in a way. It's a lot of mental energy. <laughs> Do, um, does this ever but, affect, like, like... Do you, does this make you feel bad? 
because for your um, boyfriend? Honestly, I would feel worse. Well, I would feel worse. Number one, I think the the biggest root of feeling bad would be hurting someone's feelings. And that's why I told you guys previously, I do always make it kind of clear, like, hey, this is nothing more than like a friendship, blah, 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 that kind of thing. Um, and in all seriousness, with like my boyfriend, I've very much like mentally removed the two things. And I know that sounds insane. And before anyone asks, yes, I am planning on seeing a therapist. <laughs> um, but I've I've very much mentally removed the, the two separate lives from each other. Um, kind of subconsciously, honestly, I didn't, I, I, I thought it was going to eat me alive at first. And it's just kind of the way things are now. Do you think that you could just like keep this up forever though? Definitely not. And, and I have had the conversation with myself on multiple occasions of like, how am I going to end this? Like, how am I going to make this stop? And, um, you know, like I said, for the most part, most of the guys I talk to now really are just my friend. Um, they just know me by a different name and, we chit chat, catch up, whatever. Um, it's the guy that I talk to every single day. That's a little bit harder to kind of find a workaround of how, how is this going to stop? But even still, even the people who you might not be saying, I love you to like, you're still getting this attention that you desire. Are you afraid that you're not going to be able to stop? Because it seems like something that's very difficult to just go cold Turkey on. If you're saying that you constantly need attention and things to do right. and people to talk to. Right. Well, so I, I have kind of like stepped back and kind of tried to look at my situation from an outside perspective. And it very much is like an addiction of sorts. I'm not entirely sure like what this would fall under. Um, but it's definitely an addiction. It's just an addiction to, to wanting attention and um, whatever that makes me is what that makes me. Do you think it's cheating if you if you like had to honestly answer that question? Oh, yeah, it definitely is. And I, I fully recognize that. Would you ever tell your boyfriend and try to have this be part of your relationship? Because I just think of in the future, whether you end up with your boyfriend or not, if this is something that's hard to stop, like, would you eventually want to settle down with just one person or would you be interested in open relationships? Have you thought about that? Yeah, um, I think, I think, I mean, there's all different sorts of unconventional marriages out there. Um, people who do weird things for each other or maybe not so weird, depending on what perspective you're looking at. I know you guys have talked to many people on here who do very unconventional things, um, which I think in turn makes it not as unconventional as we think. I think, I definitely think there's a workaround to this, it's just kind of about a, how do you approach it with your partner? How do you bring this up? Um, I don't think the best opening line would be like, hey, I've been doing this for a year and a half. Um, how do we introduce that into our relationship now that you know? Um, I, I think it's, I imagine it's the same approach as like when people try to open their relationship. It's something that you both have to figure out together. Um, but at this point, I don't exactly see myself bringing it up to him but i know it's either gonna have to be brought up or be ended are you is there a world where you end up with this dude that you've been talking to no and i've i've been pretty 
I, I, I understand that there is, um, it, it, it really is more of a world of like heartbreak than anything else. Um, there was someone else that I very much connected with. Um, unfortunately I can't give too much detail on the show, um, without kind of giving myself up a little bit, but, um, he ended up, he's actually like deployed overseas right now. Um, and we were, he wanted to meet me like more than anything. And I wanted to meet him and it obviously was never going to work out in that way. Um, and that's something that like, God, if I'm being honest, it really breaks my heart. It hurts. And I think more than anything, I've opened myself up to meeting, uh, you know, virtually meeting all of these really awesome, fantastic people that I personally will never get anything more than what I already have with them. Why not though? Are you just telling yourself that to kind of set this boundary? Like why not? If you, if you love this person and he loves you and you are able to meet in person and maybe he's even someone who could understand, you know, how you guys met, if you were to kind of come clean to him, like why not end up with him? I, I mean, I don't envision a world where that goes over like all that well. I mean, I, I've already, I understand that I'm like the villain in this story. Um, and I, I understand that there's no easy way to say, hey, I've been lying to you. Someone who you've put all this trust in, someone who you talk to who knows all these things about you. It's hard to say, listen, I've been 100% honest about everything but one thing. Um, and that is, this is not what I look like. Um, and, and in all fairness, a lot of the relationship now is, has nothing to do with what I look like. It, it's a lot of the companionship that I provide and, and the way that we talk with each other. Um, but I just, I feel like that's a very big lie to have to bring up with someone. I just, I don't ever foresee it happening as much as I wish it could. And, you know, when you say that you set these boundaries, is one of them like, we will never meet in person? I mean, I, I don't exactly say it that way, but I do make it clear, like, this is not going to be able to happen. Have you told them that you are in a relationship or that you just... No, 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 no. Okay. No, they have no idea. Mm -hmm. Like, I, it's, I am myself, remove my face and my boyfriend. Okay. Do you think any of this has to do with like, uh, just to kind of bring it back to the beginning where even in your email, you led with like, I'm pretty, like you're owning that. Like I'm pretty, people tell <laughs> me I'm pretty all the time. Is, is part of this like almost you wanting to prove like personality and connection with your looks removed or am I digging I too deep? I think, it, <laughs> I think it's, it's more of like, I spent a lot of my life being, I was bullied for years for being fat, um, as, as many of us were. I, that hasn't been for years. I'm 24 years old, but, um, that sticks with you. And, you know, that, that really kind of eats away at your psyche and who you are. And I spent so many years having to prove, Hey, look past that. Even though I was pretty people, connect being ugly with being fat so it it didn't matter I was still very pretty it's just I was overweight um and it was so hard to get people to want to talk to me they would talk to me for a second and then I want them I'd beg like you can just see my personality I promise I'm, I'm fun and I'm funny and I'm great and they wouldn't want to um now that I am older and I grew into myself more um 
people like the attention, obviously. They they like to give the attention because you're pretty. Um and and I've used her photos and she's also very pretty. It's just that now they don't get anything from me other than talking with me. Um, you know, it's they don't get a physical aspect from me ever. Um, they just get me. And that proves to me and other people, I guess, that you can build that foundation not based on the look and the physical aspect. It's based off of who I am as a person. And yeah, of course, that feels way better than, like I said, the guy who comes up to you at the gym and says, hey, you're hot. Interesting. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, we obviously don't condone catfishing at all, but like right. what like what makes you good at this? Is it your ability to just kind of separate the way that you were saying before? Um, you know, like you've almost like desensitized yourself to the action and the fact that you are juggling lies, like there is deceit behind this, that you are making these connections, uh, which, you know, I'm sure these guys are getting something out of it too, but they would obviously be completely heartbroken and shocked if they knew mm -hmm. that it was, you know, based on deceit. Um, but yeah, like, what, what do you think makes you able to just do all of this and just like ac accept it about yourself? Um, well, what makes me get at it is I'm like known as a talker. <laughs> I'm, people call me endearing and silly and just, I think I, I do encompass someone who's good at talking to other people. Um, and, and what I enjoy most about it is a lot of these guys, while they are attractive, some of them are like nervous to talk to girls or maybe a little dorky or maybe a little geeky. And I think it makes them feel good that someone is accepting of them and likes them for who they are, um, which in turn, I guess, also makes me feel good that I'm kind of helping somebody feel that way. Um which I know in a roundabout way is like super messed up, but um, it's, it's almost gratifying in a way. And I guess like, you know, kind of, I don't know if I'm asking the same question as I asked before, but like, kind of like, you know, when I asked you, uh, do you think you can keep it up forever? Uh, you know, like what is holding you into your relationship? Because this sounds like something that if you were single, you would be able to do no real repercussions. You can be yourself with these men who would probably be interested in you anyway, because of, you know, your personality and, you know, the photos are different, but like you said, you're, you're conventionally attractive. Um, so like, if that's, what's like exciting you the most, like what is holding you in this relationship? Because it sounds like you are missing a pretty big part of relationships is, is feeling like you have someone to talk to and feeling like you have a connection with someone, but it sounds like he's, you know, maybe filling other buckets, but this is a pretty big one that you're going out of your way to fill this void and admittedly doing something that is, you know, wrong and could be hurtful to them. Um, so what exactly is kind of like holding you in this position instead of right. just going it, out I mean, on your own? It's like, I mean, I don't want to call it a relationship of convenience because it's not. Um, I have found someone who very much takes care of me, cares for me, um, makes the right decisions in respects to our relationship and does things always with us in mind, not just him. Um, and 
the thing about us that works is that we are complete opposites as people. Um, I'm really like kind of spontaneous and very anxiety driven and nervous and like maybe a little crazy at times and, and we'll make decisions kind of based off of how I'm feeling in the moment. Whereas he is very methodical and planned out. And like I said, he has this amazing job and he's got a really good family and they have like, you know, they they have a really good foundation. Not to say that I, I also have a very good foundation. It's just that I have found the person who I can go through life with and it's it's like a vibing kind of wave. Um, like I said, the, the, his only misstep in our relationship is that we can't talk as much as I would like us to talk because um, he is there for me. He does take care of me emotionally and, and all of those things as well. It's just... Yeah, I can't text him 24-7 because duh, he's an adult and he has a demanding job. Um, where I, on the other hand, like I said, I'm also an adult. Um, I'm just a grad student. I have a lot more free time um, than he does. Yeah, well. yeah, I, I, I get that. People have like, you know, things that they need out of a relationship. And this kind of feels like a way to kind of get this one thing that you think is missing. Um, have you guys had conversations about that, about, you know, I feel like this is missing from our relationship. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely have brought that up to him a lot. And the thing about him as well is that while he's, he's like, I'm sure you've heard the term like golden retriever boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, he is very golden retriever boyfriend where like, he's like, yeah, no, totally understand. Like I'll, I'll fix it. And he's so busy, it flips his mind and it doesn't get fixed. Or maybe he doesn't quite understand how he should be fixing it. I could I could write it on, on a piece of paper for him and hand it to him. And he would still be like, I don't get it. Um, and that doesn't make him a bad person. It just kind of makes him a little bit more of a guy. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I we've had that conversation a lot and. I, I think it's hard to make improvement where, like I said, his job is just extremely demanding. Um, so it's not like our relationship is always the first thing on his mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, we appreciate you being so honest about this. It, it almost makes me think like, you know, it's late at night and you're like watching Netflix or something and the next episode starts and like, you know, you shouldn't, you know, it's like, it's late. I should go to bed. I'm not just like, I'm not going to stay up and watch another episode. And it feels like you're just like, no, I'm just going to stay up all night and watch all these episodes, even if I feel like shit <laughs> yeah, after. And just like, lean into it a little. yeah, it's just like accepting that. And it's, it's interesting, but yeah, I mean, you know, this isn't for us to preach. It's not for us to give advice. I mean, you did slip in right. at your 24 and I, I do think that's young. And I, I just do hope that, you know, you can get to a place where, you know, your needs are getting met. You're prioritizing, you know, what you need from a relationship, not, you know, at the cost of others or not just kind of steeped in this, you know, foundation of deceit or lies. And, right. um, it, it seems like I, I you are open to, you know, working through that. Yeah, no, I, I think a very large part of life that people shy away from is there is a lot of good in you, but there is also a lot of bad in you. Um, and that can be as little as like you don't put your contacts in the garbage or it could be as big as you've murdered somebody. The truth about people is that people are not always all good. Um, 
in my regular everyday day, I think I'm a great person. I, I thank people profusely when they give me my coffee. I hug my mom every day. You know, I'm 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 on that right track. But I also own the fact that yeah, there's so many things inside of me that is bad. Um, that that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm the worst person in the world. It doesn't mean that you're the worst person in the world either. It just means yeah, I'm accepting the whole entire part of who I am. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think that obviously there are things within everybody that is not perfect. Nobody's perfect and everyone has made mistakes and stuff. Um, I just hope something like this doesn't kind of like eventually just weigh on you to the point where I, I almost, I think you sort of alluded to it earlier in the episode where you felt like, you know, how do you even go about this? Like I'm in, you know, I can't tell these people that I'm not who I said I was and I can't be honest with my boyfriend because he'll probably leave me. So I just have to continue this now. And you're sort of like trapped in it. And it's been a year and a half, but like five years down the line, if you're engaged or you're married, like this, the stakes are way higher. And it's kind of like, if you just feel stuck in that, you know, I, that's the only thing that pops into my head. Like, are you going to feel eventually like I can't do this forever? Like you're going to have to make a decision at a certain point. Right. And, and I, I know I mentioned earlier, like I'm definitely, I'm preparing to see a therapist about this, um, which is a really hard because having, you know, having to tell other people when your name is attached to it is really hard. It's nice to talk to you guys because obviously there's no name here. Um, but yeah, I, I've always had that conversation with myself of where does this end and how does this end? And like, what do you even do? Um, and it's gotten pretty close, honestly, to ending sometimes. Um, but part of my, like who I actually am kicks in. So, like if we got say, say me and the person I talked to got into like an argument, we just didn't text for like three days in my head. I'm thinking, this is it. This is my tunnel. Like I'm almost at the end of it and I can make it out. And they text me and they're very apologetic and who I am as a person kicks in. I'm like, well, I can't leave them hanging. That would be so awful. You know, they're, they're really apologetic after, you know, I, I shouldn't really forgive them. And right as I'm at the end of the tunnel, I like make a quick right and I'm back down another tunnel. Um, which again is why I think seeing a therapist is, is the best way to see out of this. Yeah, I, I think so. And yeah, I think that'll be an interesting journey for you and just kind of trying to understand, you know, what, what actions you're taking part in that is maybe for more instant gratification or just kind of short-term pleasures, but is that kind of affecting, you know, long-term kind of your happiness and and how you can kind of situate yourself. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, we, like I said, it's not, not for us to, to preach or anything. And we just appreciate, uh, everyone who comes on knowing that what they're doing is controversial, knowing that people listening and watching uh, are not going to agree with your actions. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, you still choose to come on to share this story and to just, you know, dive deep into why. And like, maybe you don't even fully understand it yet, but, you know, to express, um, you know, just your past, your childhood and, and kind of what has led you, you know, to this path and what you're currently doing. We just appreciate the full transparency and it, always just makes for a really, really interesting conversation. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you guys giving um, people like me the platform to be able to share these things because I know, I'm assuming most of these guests, not anyone else in their life knows, except now Greg, Joe, and other people's lives. Yeah. 
but yeah, anytime that that's the case too, we, we really do appreciate you, uh, you know, kind of talking to us. Um, but yeah, again, thank you for being so honest and, and coming on and, uh, you know, sharing everything. Uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys. Yeah. And, uh, good luck with everything. Thank you. You guys have great lives. All right. <laughs> all right. You too. <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye. Interesting episode. Uh, the 24 years old thing kind of kicked in. And that's when I was like, now I'm worried about when you're 30. Yeah. You know, because a lot of, you know, the behavior that you start to, and I don't want to go on a long thing because you know how sometimes I go on these long things, but I, I do think that like this exact thing is probably happening very often and it's because of the apps. And, and I've had this conversation before with my single friends of like, you know, that the apps I think are, are kind of a little insane because you're gamifying people mm-hmm. and it's like you're not looking for a reason to attack to like be attached to someone you're looking for a reason why you would say no mm-hmm. in my opinion like it's it's just like do i like the way this person looks maybe and then you click into their profile and then you're scrolling to read the fucking things or whatever and you're just looking for a reason to say no mm-hmm. no 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 exactly yeah. so like or in her case you're just looking selfishly for like validation of yourself yeah, and but, pure attention. And the thing, yeah, exactly. And it's like you're you're not it's you're not treating it as people, you know, because you don't have to. You're just mm-hmm. looking at the screen, like you're not actually talking to anyone. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like that to me is more damaging than anything. Of like, and and who the f- I wouldn't I'm an idiot at fucking twenty one, twenty four, like whatever. So like, it takes time to get to this point, but just like realizing what that could possibly do to you know, people who are seeking out relationships or whatever is just, you are gamifying a very serious part of, of like the human experience. And you are not like, like you're not treating people as people. Like it's like a game and you, it's the same reason why like cyberbullying like skyrocketed because of online. Like you don't have to deal with the repercussions mm-hmm. of seeing someone be upset by the shit mm-hmm. that you say. Mm-hmm. You could just say shit into the void and like it makes you a little meaner and it mm-hmm. makes you a little more jaded. So like when it comes to relationships, obviously like being able to be like, oh, I'll just throw you out. There's another person. As soon as I say no, there's another person in my face mm-hmm. who, especially for women on these apps, who will probably be matching with you. Yeah. So like that is like very scary to go down that road. And it takes time to realize like what's happening to you. Yeah. I think that could, that could lead and you to a bad point. All of that. And then it can spill over into real life where now you're treating what your reality in front of you as if it's a screen on your computer. Like, well, if my boyfriend doesn't know, then he's fine. You know, it's like that same thing, like this ability to just detach so much. So, and so quickly. Yeah, so quickly. You're on a like, first date and it's like, you say something that's like a little off or like there's something that whatever, or like a, you look a little, you know, whatever. I don't need you because mm-hmm. the next person will be up the next day. It's yeah. like, you can't, like, you can't go into interactions like that with people because you're just throwing people out so easily. And like that is... We're all victims of that in some sort of way. And with every media. like next dose you give yourself of whatever this is, like whatever this dopamine rush is, like for her, it's the attention. It's the combination of attention, praise, being on your phone, having notifications popped up, pop up. Like we're so conditioned for like these things to just affect us and get us addicted. And 
it, for her case, she's just like leaning in fully. Like I'm addicted. Like I can't stop this. Yeah. I need the attention. I need the rush. I need the dings on my phone. I need all these things is the perfect storm for me to not be able to get out of this. And she believes that she could someday. And I hope she does. But I think sometimes when you're in the situation, it's hard for you to see where it's snowballing and to hear that there's been multiple times whether on purpose or not, where she's seeing the people she's catfishing in person, being in the same store, in the same tattoo parlor, like mm -hmm. that's not a coincidence at some point. And nah. now it's like, it's getting, <laughs> that's it's a, getting, a, it's like even more strange yeah. because now you're mixing this with your actual reality. That to me just feels like a, a rush, if anything. Like 100%. It, it, it Maybe like nervousness, but like a good kind of like, because who doesn't like to go undercover? You know yeah, what I'm saying? And like, know that you can get away with something. And yeah, yeah like you, you fucking wear sunglasses and put a hood over your head, and you're like, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like it, it's like I, I, that's what I'm saying. It's like that. That part is is what scares me about these types of things and like the dating apps and everything. Is it? it I think that it, it's probably more bad than good. Yeah. I mean, it really depends like who you are as a person, obviously. And I'm not saying people are all bad um but everyone is could be could potentially be a victim of social media yeah you know like the only people that i know that met on social uh met on like an app uh and uh, like stayed together they don't use social media like that like mm -hmm. they don't really post on instagram they don't really whatever but everyone else that i know that like is you know really active on these things like you know the, the relationships they find are not on the apps mm-hmm mm -hmm. I think there is a reason for that, mm -hmm. you know, like we all can become victim to this thing um, in different ways, too. You know, I mean, I'm not going to go on a whole social media rant. There's a video for that. But like, you know, it's like all of those things. And like, but when it comes to this specifically, I think that she's in a, in a, a rabbit hole right now. And I yeah. think that she realizes that. But she doesn't she doesn't know how to get out because this feels so good. And I'm missing a thing. And it also felt like there's a void. So I'm just going to fill the void. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're blaming him essentially mm -hmm. for this void that you have, but like you have the void, you know, like you could fix the problem by being like, it's not you because I'm just not getting everything. Yeah. But filling it with this, you know, it's wrong. You know, mm -hmm. like everyone hearing it knows it's wrong, but which it's is like, one of the most dangerous places to be when you know, your actions are not serving you, but you can't stop. Like I said, like the binging, like, okay, I'm on my eighth episode and it's four in the morning and yeah. I'm going to feel like shit tomorrow, but I can't stop. Or I'm going to keep putting this junk food in my mouth and I know it's bad, but I can't or stop. Or alcohol. It's like anytime mm -hmm. I'm upset, it's like, well, if I drink, I feel better. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like it is an addiction, 100%. And it should be treated like that too. It, I mean, obviously it takes time to realize like, it's much easier to be like, well, I'm not an alcoholic and I'm not like, you know, shooting up heroin or doing whatever, but like, this is an addiction and it could get bad. Like, you know, yeah. emotionally, not only could you hurt someone else, but you will hurt yourself and like ruin your brain when it comes to how you approach people. And not just in a romantic sense, but in a friendly sense as well. People become very like disposable. Mm -hmm. and it's like, I don't know that you can do that. I don't know that you could have a real connection with someone if that's your frame of mind. It's like, I'm, I, could, I could throw you out. It's like, why, like you don't want to walk on the edge like that. Yeah. Like that's... It's difficult. That takes time to get to. But anyway, yeah. I'm going to stop talking. Yeah. It uh, also, just as a side note, makes you wonder how many 
guys, women, whoever, are just being catfished out there and have absolutely no clue and think that they're forging this like genuine relationship with someone and it is literally not. It yeah. could be the person standing next to you at TJ Maxx and you have no idea, but they're catfishing you using someone else's photo. That is just, it's mind blowing how easy it is to do that. But think about this too. Now we're going on a different path. <laughs> People who allow themselves to be catfished, right? They've been talking for over a year. They've never met. Yeah, what are you doing? But also, but you know what they're doing? They're a victim to the social media thing too. The, all they need is the notifications. Mm -hmm. They need to feel like they're being validated. They need that. I don't need the actual reality of a relationship or whatever. I don't even need to meet you in person. I don't need to like FaceTime or any of this. That's genuine connection, those types of things. But even like they realize like, okay, if I'm not gonna get that, like I'm just gonna continue doing this. And mm -hmm. like, sort of torturing myself. Like, I'm in love with this person. I'm never going to meet them. They keep yeah. telling me that I'm never going to meet them. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, you ignore the flags because you, it's a, you get a thing from it. That's an mm -hmm, addiction. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, the attention and the validation is addiction. And you know in the back of your mind, this shit means nothing. Like, and it will mean nothing. You can pretend like it's going to mean something one day, but like... No, it just checks off that very, very short-term box, and that's why you need it again the next day, need it again the next day. Dude, all of this, and I don't mean to sound like an old man, but like all of this stems from the phone, and everyone deals with this in some sort of way, whether it's a fucking like a, a game you play on your phone or like checking Twitter or like whatever. It's not just these sort of interpersonal relationships. It's everything of course. to do with these things. And we are still like... All the generations that are alive right now, like we are still the guinea pigs of, of yeah. knowing this language that is social media, that is this super accessible technology, this level of convenience. Like we see trends already and they're not pretty, but like we don't know what the outcome of this giant social experiment is. Yeah. It's terrifying. It is. It is very, it is very scary. It, I don't think it's a surprise that a lot of people are like, they have they are, are announcing that they're taking a break from social media mm -hmm. or they take breaks from social media what do you what what is it <laughs> taking breaks what are you talking about you know like that's wild yeah that i have i have to take a break from this mm -hmm. maybe we shouldn't do it <laughs> like you know like it's and it's like no matter what i have to come back to this thing yeah so and with all that said validate us by following us on instagram on tiktok <laughs> Yeah. Watch on YouTube, like, subscribe, and uh, we're just all in the rabbit hole, I guess. Yeah, we are. Uh, <laughs> for anyone out there who'd like to be a guest on our show, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, our email is oplpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, yeah, send us your story and we'll get back to you. Yeah, you could head over to patreon.com slash OPL show. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Do not catfish people and uh, try not to get catfished also. See you next time. <laughs>